Hello and welcome to another episode of Red and Bold. Raya Vayakano, the pride of Vayakas, is all covered here. Now, this has been a week of both morning and exciting times uh, because you've got Jose Ramon Sandoval, who has been sacked, but you've got Ruben Baraja, who has now officially taken over Rio as first team manager. Now, Firstly, it it is it is fitting that we talk about Rio's shambolic uh, win against uh, zero against UK Murcia, which was a zero one loss at home. Now it was not it was not shambolic because the performance is bad. It was shambolic because, firstly, uh, well, first it was shambolic because Rio really should have won. It was it was a it you know it was a match where. If there was one time that it was, you could be sure that Rio would win, given the chances they had, given the, uh, you know, the way they played, this was it. This was the one game you saw them and you knew, you just knew that this was going to be a win. And then in the 89th or I think the 90th minute, you've got Yukan Murcia scoring one of the most impossible goals I've ever I've ever seen from an angle that you could you could say that the goalkeeper should have had covered, but from that kind of angle. You know, nobody really was expecting it. It was a goal that silenced, uh, you know, the Estadio de Vallecas and led to the uh, sacking of Jose Ramon Sandoval. Now, a few talking points. Firstly, you know, you've got Rayo with so many shots on target. I'm, I think Manucho hit the post as well. And all I can say is if, you, if you're not taking your chances, I mean, you only have yourself to blame. So, uh, you know, fair play to you, Camurthia. I don't think they deserve to win, but they definitely took advantage of a Rio that really should have won. Now, that's one. Secondly, and this has become really, you know, a huge talking point in terms of, uh, you know, you know, squad selection and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, okay, you know, let's talk about injuries. Like, you know, that players are still not fit exactly. Javi Guerra's back, but that doesn't solve all the problems and you've got uh you know Pablo Iniguez who is still uh out but it has to be said that do not pick Trasoras again uh, it, it was bold let's let's just say that i think it was a bold decision to uh go with a very very weak defense firstly you've got Razan Rath who's a ref back at center back you've got you know a, a team that was pretty much playing a hybrid of a 4-2-3-1 and a 3-4-3. And, well, actually not even a 3-4-3. You could say it's a 3-5-2, maybe. It, it was it was confusing because, you know, this is... It was, in, it was a team that was attacking and, like, you know, formations are very subjective. But the thing is, to put so much fa- faith in Fran Beltran, even though he scored that amazing goal last week, and, you know, Bruno Zuccolini, who's had barely enough chances at other clubs it's it would be nice to see Trasoras actually play it would be nice it would be nice to see him kind of come on and make a difference and like again he was not even on the bench he was uh yeah he I, he was not even yeah he was in the reserves for this game so it's a bit surprising that you know Sandoval's not playing him uh, I can understand poor form, but I like he's a class. You know, he's a player who has class, and for him, you know, he can, he can, 
kind of put that form aside and uh, you know dictate a game uh you know very very naturally and i think that that's what actually rio needed in this game you've got you know players like sergio mora uh who is a former rio player actually uh on this yuka murthia side you know he was really dictating the play uh maybe not as not as much as um as was visible but but you know he was he was very much in that scheme of things in terms of you know getting the ball forward getting the ball sideways um even though they had very limited possession he made the most of it and he too is 36 but uh i i know my my thought process is kind of confusing but what i'm trying to get to is is that uh, you know they they showed faith in Nasser Jamora and he did he you know he he paid off you know it paid off uh, that goal did come from uh, you know it didn't come from his pass directly but it came from his pass indirectly so what I'm trying to get to is it's it to 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 you know to dispose of for lack of a better word you know Trasoras is a bit premature so you know I hope Ruben Baraja who is the new coach, which I'll get to in a minute, and I'll talk about him in a minute. It's, it, to, to dismiss him so quickly is, uh, to, to dismiss Trasora so quickly is, it, it, it's, it's just wrong in my opinion. But you know, it'll be nice to see what Ruben Baraja does in terms of picking Trasoras uh, or not picking him and what he does to this, you know, this team. Uh, it must be noted that this is only his, he's only had one competitive season as a first team manager, so as a not an assistant or anything, as a proper first team manager making those big decisions, he had one season with Elche, which was the 2015-2016 season. And you know, to be honest with you, uh, it's not a, it, was, it wasn't a spectacular season. You can you can say that given that they had to recruit players at a 68,000 euro minimum wage, uh, and given the constraints that he had, he did a good job. I'd argue, you know, 11th place, 7 points off the promotion playoffs. It's not really that great. Uh, nothing inspiring. And he's such an, he's a 41-year-old. He's an inexperienced manager. He has really good, you know, experience as a player. Uh, so, you know, he's won the Copa del Rey twice. He's won La Liga once with Valencia. That was the 2000, 2010 kind of... Uh, that that's that, that's that was a range in which he played and the I'm using a very the like the worst possible choice of words, but he basically played for Valencia between two thousand and two thousand ten, where he won the UEFA Cup, he won the UEFA Super Cup, he won Copa del Rey twice, the La Liga once. So as a player he has really good experience. He's you know, he's he's definitely a very he has been he was a very good player. But as a manager, he's extremely inexperienced and sure, you can say, Oh, you know, Paco Hemas was inexperienced as well, but at least you know, he took some lower league teams, you know, made, you know, had them uh, progress and upper division, you know, made them competitive. He has had one season with Elche. And, you know, this is a very, this is a very, very make or break situation. You've got, you know, the fans are obviously unhappy. You've got 16th place. Rio are in 16th place. Uh, I think of very, I think one or two points of the promotion playoffs. Uh, sorry, of relegation. Well, yeah, it's one point of relegation. Although it is three points of promotion playoffs, so uh, you know it's a competitive segunda. But you have to see that Raya are not playing that well. It's it's pretty clear that they're not playing that well. And uh, do we hire someone like him? It's it's either like I I said this on the segunda file podcast, but 
it's either a very very bad move or it is a astonishingly bold move like it's it's one of those things that they feel will play out over the long term but you know to give such an inexperienced manager such big you know big control of a club in such a bad situation it's 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 quite risky. It's it's a it's a very risky choice. Um, it must be noted though, 2015-2016 was uh, when uh, uh, the sporting director, so the the uh, you know the current sporting director, I think his name is Raman Planes. He was the sporting director then, so I'm I'm pretty sure that he had something to do in this, uh, you know, in this decision. There's, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, you know, maybe this is just... I'm, I'm probably over-analyzing this decision and maybe it was just, you know, he, he was picked because he worked with the sporting director. You know, one of those recommendation things that happens in every job. So, it'll it'll be inter- very interesting to see how they do. But I don't have very high hopes. I'll be very honest here. I I don't have very high hopes for what he'll do. I think he'll, you know, he'll take them to safety. But it, I'm 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 not exactly optimistic for the future in terms of, uh, um, I, I'm, I I don't want to be you know pessimistic, but the fact that they recruited Ruben Baraha. Of all all managers, it feels very very quick in the sense that it was is it feels rushed, and it feels like the the sporting director had an inf- you know had a say in that. So, um, not not exactly optimistic about this, but hopefully you know Ruben Baraha proves me wrong, and uh, uh, you know steers Ryo to safety and. Actually, more than safety to promotion because that's what Ryo should be aiming for. When you've kept your entire first team squad, this is that's the minimum you should be aiming for. Now, I'm not going to talk more about Ryo because it's really depressing. Uh, I do want to talk about the Ryo women's team because that's more optimistic news. Uh, they win, they won three one against uh, Albacete. They now sit on ten points from nine games. Sounds very bad, but at one point they were six games in and they had one point. So they've won three games in a row, and obviously, you know, Natalie Pablos, who was signed from Arsenal Ladies, she has scored two of those two, three goals, one being the opening goal and the third one being a penalty in the 81st minute. So very, very good progress made from, uh, you know, not from from Rio's women's team. So all you, know, you can say whatever you want about the board, but that this was a very, very good signing, and... Uh, Next day, I think they play in, they're playing uh, Sporting Huelva, who are just above them with 10 points themselves. Uh, and, you know, I think it's... Oh, is it away from home? Yes, it's away from home. So that's going to be a tough fixture. But hopefully, uh, you know, Raya can put up, put up a, like... Can put up a decent run of form, you know, consecutive wins. They've got three so far. Hopefully, that will continue. And it'll be nice to see Rayo make the cut uh, in... The Copa del Rey card. Like last season, they did not. Um, is that... It? I'm actually trying to confirm something. Sorry about this. I'm trying to confirm about... Uh, uh, this The top four and what exactly happens. Be- yeah. 
uh, it's it's the Copa del Rey. So what happens is that the top eight teams uh, play in the uh, like during the summer. It's called the Copa de la de la Arena. So it's for the top eight teams right now. Rio are ninth, but obviously off eighth by like by goal difference. So hopefully they um you know I'm expecting Rio to make at least that because last season they didn't even do that, which was kind of it was kind of disappointing, uh to be honest. So hopefully uh, they they can make that, and it'll be like you know one step at a time. Maybe they can make top four and top three. Um, sounds very optimistic, but you know at one point Rio did run win three league titles in a row, which is pretty awesome. So uh, for this season, uh, expectations are low, obviously, but uh, unlike the men's team, they are in the first division. So hopefully they can make the Copa della Arena. That should be the minimum expectation, and. Uh, you know, with Natalie Pablos, which has been an absolutely amazing signing, I, you know, surely they'll do it. Apart from that, uh, Rayo B winning 3-1 against uh, Inter de Madrid. It's I think it's called Internacional de Madrid. And then uh, Rayo, uh, the, the Juvenal A squad, uh, Rayo won 1-0 against uh, Real Valladolid. So good news all around, except for the, uh, you know, the Rayo first team, the men's first team. Uh, hopefully... You know, Ruben Baraja turns out to be a good, to be a good manager. Um, you have no idea how much my fingers are crossed right now, because this this is a time for the team which can either go very very well in the sense that you know Ruben Baraja can you know impose his authority quickly on this team. They can you know challenge for promotion, hopefully win promotion, because that should be the minimum expectation given that they've that they've retained you know virtually the entire first team squad. Uh, the other scenario is that this goes horribly badly and Rio are relegated, which is not too uncommon for a La Liga's team to get relegated to, to the Segunda Bay within two seasons. It's not uncommon. So, uh, you know, Rio should be very, very wary of that. But I'll, I think I'm going to end the podcast there because, you know, I'll, I think I'll start ranting about uh, Raul Martin Presa again. Uh, and I'm sure none, none of you want to hear that. So I'm going to stop it right there. But, uh I, I'm trying to check who do Rayo play next. Um, uh, this, this is embarrassing. I should be knowing this beforehand. Uh, they play Lugo next, and that two away from home. Now, I must point out Lugo are playing some amazing football. They're one of the teams that I actually admire in terms because they, it's it's actually where Kike Sentien uh, came from to Las Palmas. And, uh, you know, the reason he went to Las Palmas is because he did so well at Lugo, you know, gave them an an attacking ideology. And they've retained that in the sense that they are actually now pretty much pushing for promotion. They're up there. Uh, This is is going to be one of those games where, you know, if Rayo don't win, it actually shouldn't be much of a surprise given that Lugo are doing extremely, extremely well. Although they haven't won any of their last five games, which is kind of concerning. But... Again, this is a team that you should not be under, you know, underestimating. They're a very good team. Uh, so I'm not, I don't have high hopes for that, for that game against Lugo. Let's see what they have after that. So on the 20th, I think, is that is that right? On the 20th, they play Huesca at home. Now that seems like an easy game, but again, Huesca doing well. That's the thing. Um, it, it'll not come down to who's higher or lower in the table. I think it'll come down 
to how fast Ruben Baraha can you know revitalize this team because this team is better than most of the teams in Segunda. Uh, maybe barring Levante, they're probably the second best in terms of the players they have. And this should not be a situation where I are 16th in the table. They should be in the automatic promotion play, you know, spots. If and at the bare minimum in the promotion playoff in the playoff spots, uh, this is it, it's kind of unacceptable. But I'm gonna end it here because, like as you can see, I'm rant, I'm starting to rant again. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't checked out the other segments already, I highly recommend you do so. The Segunda File and the Red and and the Unprofessional Podcast. Um, unlike last week. I did actually make sure I w- the mic was on when I record, so I was not frustrated when I when I had to re-record, which was kind of a thing I did last week. Uh, if if you c- did listen to that, so uh, you know that's probably the only positive I can take from this podcast is that I for- that I didn't forget to record it. <laughs> Thank you for listening and uh, check out the other segments. And if you have, I will see you next week. <laughs>